On today's show, we look into the Yankees' Game 5 matchup between them and the Rays. We also look into the NBA Finals and see if the Lakers can close it out against the Miami Heat. We also look back on the NBA season up to this point. We also ask ourselves if the NFL season is in trouble due to COVID-19. All that before we preview Week 5 in the NFL, Vikings and Seahawks this week. It's going to be a good week. This man was a bona fide scrub. Welcome back to the Bonafide Scrubs Podcast, episode 41, hosted by Noah Levine and Will Swanky, as usual. And big shout out to you guys, the listeners. We just hit 100 ratings this morning, so thank you. That's our first milestone. Yeah. Let's see if we can get it to 1,000. Let's get four digits soon. <laughs> 900 <laughs> so, more to go. So uh, if, you, if you're listening right now and you have not rated and reviewed the show, please do that. It helps us out. Anyways, now to the real show. Let's talk about some baseball first. Well, the baseball playoffs, they have been heating up, especially for your Yankees. They were down 2-1 to the Rays. And now it is tied. So, Will, are you nervous going into game five against the Yankees? Or against the Rays, not against the Yankees? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a dramatic game five. And, I, I mean, I know most people are probably going to listen to this, you know, after Friday. So, it might be old news to any listeners. But this episode will be up. So, hopefully you caught it on the day of release. But, yeah, it's going to game five. Garrett Cole and Tyler Glass now going up against each other, the former teammates. Kind of surprising that the Rays would go with Glass now on just two days rest, especially when you have Blake Snell, who's definitely, you know, a bona fide ace. So definitely an interesting choice uh, by Kevin Cash and the Rays. It, look, when it comes to the Yankees, it's Garrett Cole time. I mean, we paid him $36 million a year for the next, you know, eight or nine years to do what he's going to do today, which is hopefully win them an elimination game, uh, you know, a game seven-like game. And uh, if they end up moving on, they're going to be playing the Houston Astros, which it's going to be a whole other storyline in itself. But in terms of today's game, I am, uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm nervous. I think when you have Cole on the mound, uh, you are expected to win and you, and you should win. And look, the Yankees lineup one through nine is better than the Rays lineup one through nine. So when you combine that offense with a player like Cole, uh, you're expected to go and win this game. But that being said, Cole pitching on three days rest is something that he has never done in his career. So he's going to have to dig deep and sort of perform like he never has. And if he gives you five or six innings, you know, uh, with, with no score or one run or whatever the case may be, I think that's all you can ask for uh, when it comes to Garrett Cole today. Yeah, the Yankees, they made the signing for this game because they did not have that ace the previous years in the playoffs. If he doesn't perform well, that's not good. Then who do you exactly turn to in big games? Because you're paying him $35 million a year. He's a big ace. I mean, the Rays, they're going with glass in this game. I mean, it, doesn't, it sort of doesn't surprise me because he pitched the best out of the Rays starters against the Yankees this series. And also, Snell's going to be in the bullpen, obviously. Right. So, we, will, we will see, Blake. We'll see everybody today. Everybody's yeah, all hands so, on deck yeah, for elimination. Hopefully, hopefully, we see Jay Happ. For the Rays sense. <laughs> <laughs> we will not. It will be it will be Garrett Cole, it will be Debbie Garcia if they need him in the middle, and it will be, you know, Britton and Chapman, the guys that they've been closing games with for, you know, this whole season. You know, the Rays got a great bullpen. I mean, 
that random guy, I forgot his name, Randy, something with the weird last name. I don't Randy know who that guy is. the the hottest hitter yeah. in baseball right now. Yeah, he's been he's been going off. So we'll see if he can hit home run. I mean, I think I would think the Yankees were going to win this game, but I don't know, man. They have been choking recently in the playoffs in big spots. So I don't know what's going to happen. The Rays are a good team. It's going to be tough. I expected this to go the distance. It's going to be a great game. If the Yankees face the Astros, that'd be pretty funny. I mean, <laughs> I'll probably be rooting for the Astros. It's just funny. It's fun. It'd be so funny oh if the Astros – Think about if the Astros win the World Series after everyone roasted them and say their championship didn't matter, but now they actually just win it, win it for real this year. Imagine. Imagine yeah, looking at everyone's face. Yeah, I know. Because um, I'm definitely not rooting for the Braves or Dodgers. I hate both those teams in the NL. And the Yankees are there, so I have to root for the Astros or, or the no, Rays. No, you don't. The, the Astros are much more hated and worse than all three of the other teams. I can't stand any of those three fan bases, but if the Rays make it, I'll root for them because they've never won a World Series. Um, they're the underdogs there. So if the Rays go all the way, that's awesome for them, the small market team going all the way through. Yeah, we get an Astros-Yankees ALCS. I mean, I, I have to admit that's going to be a lot of fun. Like, I'm going to be excited for that series. Uh, obviously, I want the Yankees to gonna be... absolutely destroy them, but, uh, you know, the drama there is definitely good for baseball. Yeah, it's Cole facing his former team. I, I mean, both, both offenses are going to be great. I mean, there's not going to be that great of pitching games, I think, if the Astros face the Yankees. Maybe from Cole and, and Granke, if Granke shows up, but it's going to be a lot of offense because the Astros lab is basically just as good as the Yankees if you think about it well. Altuve starting to hit. Brantley hit two home runs last game. They have Springer, who's a postseason god. He's pummered in like five or six straight postseason games. He won World Series MVP when they won. They, they have a lot of great hitters up and down the lineup. Kyle Tucker, I believe he's a rookie or a second year. He's shown that he's good. So it's a very similar teams operating, and the Astros have a pretty good bullpen too, just like the Yankees. So... That'd be a very entertaining series. It'd probably go the distance again, just like last year, six or seven games. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Astros, they haven't lost yet uh, in this postseason. I think they're 5-0. and uh, They lost once to Oakland. Well, one time? Okay, 4-1, and one, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah they've never... They, yeah, they easily beat the Twins. I wasn't expecting that. And they easily beat the A's, which I wasn't expecting at all. So... The Astros, I guess they have a chip on their shoulder to prove they can win without cheating, and we'll see if that could prevail <laughs> next series. If we get Astros-Dodgers again, oh my god, this drama. The Astros not cheating against the Dodgers who are pissed and the best team in baseball <laughs> trying to win. Dodgers, yeah, would, the, the Dodgers would have to win. They would have the to. Dodgers, the Dodgers have not lost the postseason game. It's the way I look at it as they're just a full tier of the rest of MLB. They lost like 15 games in the regular season. They have no weakness. Like they score eight runs a game and they have Kershaw and Bueller and good pitchers. Like if that if the Dodgers don't win this year, that 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 would that's just awful. They have to win this year. Their fans are gonna be so angry. They're so far, they're so far to be on the best team this year. Adding Mookie Betts was just the cherry on the top. They didn't even need him to be this good. Yeah, hopefully we get the the LA New York series that we sort of always wanted. There will be. 10,000 fans at the World Series this year. So whoever makes it, it's going to be their first game in front of people for the whole year. So that's are you gonna, interesting. Are you going to punch your ticket to the World Series if the Yankees make it? Are you going to fly out there? I don't know. I, I mean, 10,000? Technically, technically, I could, but well, no, that would be pretty crazy. Doing wait, that. where is the World Series? Is, that, is it going to be in Texas? In Texas, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, that's another hitter's park. 
that's going to be a fun World Series, whoever gets there. I will. We're talking about the World Series. That's not here yet. Let's talk about a championship that is the NBA Finals uh, wrapping up today, most likely. I mean, uh, that's what I would predict. The Lakers are yeah. up 3-1 up against the Miami Heat. It's do or die for the Heat here in this game. The Lakers, they haven't dominated as much as I think either of us thought. They won game one by 10. They lost game two, and then they won. Uh, or Yeah, they won. No, they won. They dominated in game one. Uh, yeah, they won by almost 20. Game two, they won by 10. Game three, they lost. And game four, they won by eight. So it has not been, since game one, it really has not been crazy. Um, and it, the Heat's back is up against the wall today. So they are going to be playing, you know, with that sort of mentality. But I, I just don't expect LeBron to come out here in this game. He knows he can wrap it up. He doesn't want to continue with the series anymore. I think they come out here and, and they win on Friday. Yeah, I, I honestly, I was watching game four. I was watching the end of it. I thought the Heat were going to win that game. I really did. I thought that was a game they could steal. And then we'd be talking about a completely different series if the series was tied 2-2, but that didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers, they're, they're, they're going to put the nail on the coffin tonight, I think. The, the Heat, I mean, even we, we really never truly got to see the Heat's full roster. A lot of injuries. And, I mean, Drogic is not going to play again, obviously. Bam missed the game. That was crucial. I mean, he missed two games, actually, and they won without him, which is crazy to me. They won without him. But, I mean, if you think about the finals last couple of years, a lot of injuries. I mean, let's, let's go back a year where KD got injured and the Warriors were depleted in that series. They lost to Toronto. And Clay remember, tw- got injured. Yeah, Clay got hurt, too. Remember in 2016 when Boga got injured and Draymond got suspended a game? That really hurt the Warriors. They were worn down from that from the regular season. They lost. And remember Del Vadova? Was, was LeBron's second option the year before that in 2015? <laughs> yeah. Kyrie and Love missed the entire series, basically. So it just, ha- it just happens in sports. I guess we've been really getting unlucky with the, some of these finals matchups and all the injuries. But even with Rajag and Bam, I don't think that he would have won this series. But definitely, they could have definitely pushed him maybe the six or seven. That would have been fun. But, I mean, when your best player is Jimmy Butler, like the ceiling's only so high when you're facing LeBron and AD. Yeah, it's definitely true. It's just it's kind of sad. You always want to see you know the best possible competition, but yeah, again, this is a very strange year. You know, the NBA, the fact that we're, that we're even here in the finals is definitely some level of accomplishment. You know, shout out to the league for actually getting us to the end of the season. I think that at one point there was a lot of speculation whether we would get to you know the end of the NBA finals, and if the series ends today. Uh, you know, that's going to be the, the, it for basketball for, for a long time. And we're going to be left sort of wondering when the, the next season will come about. So uh, I think it's worth, you know, maybe we'll, we'll look into it on Tuesday, you know, everything that, that has gone down in the bubble and everything that sort of happened this year. But it's been a long time coming. You know, we haven't, it's been over a year basically since, you know, the beginning of the year. So uh, I think that's just worth, you know, commending the NBA and, the fact that we even got NBA playoffs, NBA finals, you know, that was good content for us. It was entertaining. It was good. So, you know, I just appreciate that as a basketball fan. Yeah, I'm glad. Big props to Adam Silver and the entire NBA crew that got the season fixed. I mean, the bubble, we had no positive cases. Ran smoothly. I mean, the NBA finals without fans, it's, it's not the greatest product ever. But, you know, as fans, this is, this is a positive note. They ended the season high. They're going to, one team is going to win the finals. Then we're going to go into the offseason and the draft and everything. And we're going to see where it takes us into the next year because the new season probably won't start until 
January, early January, maybe late December. But I mean, it's been a good year, really whole uh, in the entire country and the world. But positive note, they finished the NBA season. It looks like baseball is going to finish smoothly. I saw a report today they have not had a positive baseball uh, a player, a baseball player has positive in like 40 days. So that's great for them. I know the NFL is struggling a little bit now, but. It seems like every sport had their early struggles, except for the NBA, because that was in a bubble. Well, I mean, the NBA, you know, they, they canceled everything for everyone. So I guess that counts as their early struggle. I mean, Rudy Gobert yeah. uh, and their suspension of the season at that point, you know, that that was sort of the turning point in America. You know, March 14th, that sort of, you know, that, that series of days really was the day everybody sort of realized that COVID-19 was here and it was here to stay for a long time. So, uh you know, that was sort of the catalyst for, for suspending the season and everything. But, yeah, we're finally at the end. And I want to, you know, mention football for a second because things are sort of falling apart here as we're entering week five. Um, the Titans, obviously, they can't seem to get anything under control when it comes to their camp. The Jets just suspended activities because they had one player test positive. Uh, Cam Newton uh, ended up missing a game, and they had to push back the Pats and Chiefs to Monday night. So, Noah, I just wanted to, to ask you, do you think that the NFL season is in jeopardy at this point where basically a third of the way through the regular season, at least, uh, how confident are you in the NFL closing it out from this point on? I, I don't think the season's going to be canceled. I think they're going to push through. I mean, the Titans are going to have to forfeit their game against the Bills, I believe, but they'll be playing the Steelers when their bye week's supposed to be. I mean, it, it's just sort of baseball. We saw a lot of teams um, – get COVID, like the Marlins and Cardinals did not follow protocols. And they ended up playing a bunch of doubleheaders. They finished the season smoothly. Everyone got to play six games. The NFL, you can't only really do doubleheaders and stuff. But Roger Goodell, before the season even started, he talked about if there was a lot of need uh, for games to play later in the season, they could push the Super Bowl back all the way until maybe early March or something. So they do have leeway. They can push games back and stuff that could add another week to the season. So I think the NFL is smart enough. They'll figure it out that they knew this was going to happen. I think every league anticipated there was going to be COVID. So, I mean, the NFL, I don't think it's, I don't think the season's really in jeopardy. We thought baseball was in jeopardy. We got scared for a week, but then it ended up being fine. So I think we're just going through the little scares in in the beginning of the season with the NFL. I mean, we're at week, we're at week, what are we at week five now? Week six, week week five, week five. So, I mean, Baseball, this started like week two or three in their season. So and the NFL has been doing a little better than them, but yeah. Yeah, it's sort of a different different game when it comes to football. Obviously, you mentioned it already. Uh, you can't really catch up on a weekly basis. It kind of has to be a little while before things get evened out if you miss a game. But yeah, with the Titans, I mean, they're scheduled to play the Bills on Tuesday at this at this moment of recording. We don't know, you know where that has gone throughout the next couple of days, if they get more positive tests, uh, it's going to be either pushed back or, or forfeited or whatever the case may be. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. But yeah, I don't, I mean, the overreaction when, when it came to baseball, we kind of didn't know we didn't, it was the first sport to really have any positive tests because the NBA was underway and they were in the bubble and nothing was happening. And baseball, you know, they had their mini breakouts with, the Marlins first, and then it was the Cardinals for a while and things like that. So right now we're seeing it with the Titans. It really has not been any other team. The Pats had Cam Newton. The Jets have this one player. That's really been it uh, in terms of, of the other teams. So if the Titans get it under control, uh, maybe you know things will be fine from here on out. 
Yeah, uh, also Gilmore tested positive recently for the Patriots. So I think they're what are they doing with that Patriots Broncos game? They're supposed to play Sunday, four thirty. Are they moving that to Monday? I don't think so. I think as of right now. They are. Is... They have moved it. They did. They moved it to Monday at five o'clock in New England. Oh, really? Yeah, another Monday night game. I kinda you know, I don't even mind this. And then we get Bills Tides on Tuesday. I mean, it's the dream. We're sure getting football a lot during the week. We're getting two Monday night games weekly and a Tuesday game. That's pretty cool. Although the Chiefs Bills are just playing next week on Thursday, that's going to be moved to next Sunday because that's just way too short of a week. If the Bills play Tuesday, then have to play Thursday. That can't happen in football. Yeah, it's been a, a very strange start to the NFL season. A lot of things shuffling around. So, you know, hopefully we can make it to the end. We we didn't we weren't sure if we would get there with basketball. We did. We weren't sure if we would get there with baseball. It looks like it's going to be fine. So the NFL they're just hitting their early speed bump, and uh, hopefully everything will be okay. All right, how about we talk about week five and preview it? Week five in the NFL, the Jets starting off at 1 p.m. Eastern. We'll also give you our fancy flops and features of the week later in our three locks. But Jets-Cardinals, 1 p.m. Eastern. We just talked about the Jets, how they had a positive case. They're not, not in the facility right now. But the big news about this game is Sam Darnold is not playing. It's going to be Joe Flacco, Will, the backup, the former Super Bowl winning quarterback for the Ravens, hosting the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are seven-point favorites. And the Cardinals coming out for two straight losses, and the Jets looking like the worst team in the league. I don't see how the Cardinals don't win by more than a touchdown here. Kyle, there's nobody on this team to be able to guard DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Kenyon Drake might have his coming out party, just like we saw with Melvin Gordon last week. So what do you think of that? Yeah, well, I can't even begin to describe you know, the idiocy of the Jets putting Sam Darnold back into the game on Thursday night and then him missing this week. I mean... There's pretty much no excuse to put the guy that you're saying is your franchise quarterback back into a game when he has the potential to obviously miss games going forward. If he's playing the second half of, of one football game, he has to be fine for, for you know at least the next game going forward. So I don't know what the decision was there by, by Gase or by anyone. You, you can't listen to Darnold. I mean, he probably wants to play, but you have to say, look, you know, you're too injured going forward we can't let you you know return to this game you could get injured obviously much worse so he is out for the foreseeable future uh, i don't really see the logic in that uh but in terms of the cardinals yeah they they have to win they've struggled the past two weeks and lost back-to-back games against both uh detroit and carolina two pretty mediocre opponents so they're sort of just going down the scale and uh they've hit the bottom tier the jets are the worst team in the league so if you're going to look for Kenyon drake to write the ship this week, you're going to look for Kyler to get back on track. Uh, he only had 133 yards last week, so he's got to have a better game than that for them to win. So I think they do win by more than a touchdown. They have to dominate the Jets and a Jets team with a backup quarterback. It does not get much better um, if you're in New York. They sort of lost Le'Veon for a while. They lost Crowder. They're losing all their defensive players, and now they lost Arnold. So all the hope, there's pretty much no reason to watch the Jets. If you're a Jets fan, if you're any fan, uh, there's no reason to watch this team on Sunday, and the Cardinals have to win. It was funny um, how I mentioned Kenyon Drake before. It was funny. Matt texted me, one of our friends in our fantasy league. He asked me if he should start Kenyon Drake or CeeDee Lamb, and I told he him Kenyon Drake. texted me this too. I, I told said Kenyon Drake. I said Kenyon Drake, and because CeeDee Lamb, I mean, he probably has a lower floor than Drake. He's really is probably going to get 20 carries in this game if the, if the Cardinals are up a lot, and he might have a really good day against the Jets. I know Edmonds is still there. They like him, but Drake really should be the, the play this week over Lamb. Lamb is 
he's definitely maybe got a higher ceiling, but I don't know. I mean, the Giant, the Cowboys, it, it sort of changes every week who is their best receiver besides Amari. So, yeah, and the Cowboys, are, they might be up a lot in that game, and Zeke's going to run the ball a lot. So, yeah, I said Kenyon Drake. Yeah, you definitely should be worried about Kenyon Drake if you're a fantasy owner. I just think if he if he is going to do anything correctly, it has to be in this game. And yeah, we see him done. struggle, and we see Edmonds sort of take over the role of, uh, you know, they go more into a timeshare. Uh, it, it's definitely panic mode uh, when it comes to Kenyon Drake, but I think he'll be able to to sort of, you know, play well enough to to be fine in this game at least. Yeah, and um. Some good news for the Jets, actually. ESPN recently came out with the NFL rookie rankings from the ESPN analysts. And, and Mekhi Becton, Jets left tackle, who was, what was he, like the 11th pick or something, 12th pick, he, or 13th, he's the fourth best rookie. So that's good news. They may have found their franchise left tackle, which they needed. He's an awesome. Yeah, they more, more idiocy. They put him in the game after one of their – he was benched because he was injured and they started some other offensive lineman. And then that offensive lineman got injured, and they put Mekhi Becton in to replace him, and he got injured again. So I don't know what they're doing with their left tackle, their first-round pick who's played so well, and their franchise quarterback playing them both after they're already injured. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That That's just the dumbest thing possible if you're the Jets. Yeah, not a good look. They really got to keep Darwin Becton because those are their two cornerstone pieces of this franchise. Now, if you look at it, if Becton plays this well as a rookie, you would think um, he's eventually going to get an extension and he's going to be great. He might be on them for a long time protecting Sam Darnold or whoever they're next. Or if they get Trevor Lawrence, he'll be protecting Trevor Lawrence. But that's for another discussion for another day. All right. How about we talk about the next game, the Bengals at the Ravens. Yeah, speaking, of, speaking of dominant rookies. Joe Burrow, number one on this ranking. He's covered in every game so far. He goes to Baltimore now, his toughest opponent so far. He's 13 and a half point underdogs. That is crazy. That has two touchdowns. Can Exotic Joe cover again? Well, are the Bengals going to well, put up a he, good enough fight? I think he can cover again. I, I mean, we're going to get into this with my locks a, a little bit uh, later in the show, but I don't see how the Ravens win this game by two touchdowns. They won uh, against Washington last week by 14. But that's Washington, and you know you're going to tell me that the Bengals are basically the exact same thing as a Washington football team that benched their starting quarterback after that game. They're going with Kyle Allen this week, so uh, yeah, I think uh, the Bengals' offense is good enough to sort of hang in there. I don't think they're going to win, but I, I don't see them getting blown out uh, like this spread indicates. Um, it's going to have to be a get-right game for Lamar Jackson. He has averaged. 192 passing yards per game this year, which is that's ugly. Pretty, I think before last week it was near the bottom of the league. I think he was worse than Sam Darnold in passing yards per game. So he has to sort of fix, uh, you know, his performance this week against a bad Bengals defense. I, I think he'll be able to do it. He was he's limited at practice this week with a knee injury. I, I don't think that'll impact his availability. I think he's going to play, but. When it comes to running the ball, you know, having a knee injury isn't great. So he's definitely going to have to sit there and pass more. And he's got to get his yardage up if they're going to continue to be a, a Super Bowl favorite. So I think both these teams are going to come in and uh, perform well on offense. But I think the Bengals will slightly lose by about a touchdown or so. I don't think they get blown out as much as, you know, 14. Yeah, I think the Bengals offense is good enough to manufacture points to come back in this game if they're down a lot. With Lamar, you should be concerned. If 
I mean, the Ravens, their defense doesn't even – it looks pretty overrated, too. I mean, they their defense hasn't been getting enough stops. I mean, Marlon Humphrey's great. They just extended him. But other than him and a few other players, I mean, his defense really isn't that special. We saw the Chiefs torture. Granted, they're the Chiefs, but it was in Baltimore that game. You would think they'd play a lot better. I think teams can put up points on this team. Um, Lamar, it should be concerning because they're not just – they can't just run the ball every play like they did last year, and it works. He's got to pass. He's got to figure out how to pass better, and he hasn't been. That's why he's averaging like two, under 200 yards a game. That is not going to win you a Super Bowl passing the ball for 190 yards, especially when the defenses are better and better in the playoffs, and they're going to st- shut down the run. They're going to make you pass on third down a lot. So concerns for the Ravens are still a good team. They're going to win this game, but maybe not by two touchdowns. Yeah, I said going into the year that they were going to need to pass the ball more. I mean, yeah, that's one of the reasons why, have... I, why I liked Marquise Brown so much in fantasy was because teams were going to focus on the run. They were going to stop Jackson, or at least try, and the running backs have not looked good. Mark Ingram, Dobbins, you know, even Gus Edwards has been involved. They're sort of all sharing touches in the backfield, so I really liked the Ravens from a passing aspect, and it's really just been the fact that Lamar Jackson has not been getting it done, so... He is going to have to improve. He's going to have to play a little bit better. And I think he can. I think he will. But, uh, you know, he's going to have to do it this week. If he can't do it against the Bengals, it's going to be tough for him going forward. Do you think that Ravens team hit their ceiling last year? Like, do you think, I mean, it looks like they can't beat the Chiefs as of now. They haven't faced this new Pittsburgh team with Ben Roethlisberger revived. Are they, are they better than the Steelers? I mean, I don't know. That's going to be a really great game to watch. They played them twice. But uh, did the Ravens really hit their ceiling last year? Can they actually beat the Chiefs and the Steelers in a playoff game and go to the Super Bowl? I don't know. What do you think? Oh, I know. I don't know. I'm not going to panic too much yet. Um, we have to remember Lamar Jackson. The only players that he's lost, he lost one game to the league, and then he's lost three games to Patrick Mahomes. So that's true. I guess when it when it comes to you know facing the Chiefs and beating them, I guess that's you know a that's worthwhile a conversation. But the rest of the league, I mean, he has dominated everybody else. So. I think this the rest of the season will tell. Uh, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be a top-ranked team. But, um, yeah, I, he, they have not looked good yet. So um, they're going to have to be better, but I think they can be. I don't think they've peaked just yet. Yeah, that's fair to say. All right, next game, the Washington football team hosting the Rams at 1 p.m. Eastern. The Rams are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Haskins just got benched, and I don't know why I'm going to rant about this for a second here. I mean, I don't know why he's getting benched, because he had 340 yards last week and a rushing touchdown. He didn't even play bad against the Ravens, and he played good enough for them to win a game, so I don't know why Ron Rivera wants to stay away from Haskins. I mean, he's been playing decent this year. McLaurin is his favorite target. They're getting points. I mean, they're just they're not a good team. I don't know. I, don't really, I really don't know what you want him to do. This is really going to hurt his development. If he randomly gets benched here and there, because Kyle Allen, he's terrible. I mean, I, I actually think the football team, if Haskins was play, I mean, I think if Haskins was playing, the football team has a chance to win this game. I, th- I have a weird feeling. I think they could get enough pressure on Jared Goff and the Rams, and it's in Washington. I think the football team has a decent chance of winning this game, but Kyle Allen, I don't know what he's going to do. That could be out the door. They might get ki- killed here in this game. I think when it comes to to Dwayne Haskins, I mean, look, both of us, we like the football team. We joke about it. Neither yeah. <laughs> watch their games. I mean, we have no idea what what this team actually looks like. We sort of just look at the stats and look at the numbers. And if you look at the stats, it does seem like Dwayne Haskins has played well enough to at least start above a player like Kyle Allen. But ultimately, we don't really know, you know, how he looks 
when he's putting up these numbers. These could be garbage time stats. They they have not been very competitive except for the one game they won against the Philadelphia Eagles. So I don't know. It's probably just a case of the box score doesn't tell the whole story. Uh, I think if Allen performs poorly, um, you know, I don't know how you stick with him. Uh, I, I don't really see how he puts up better numbers than a player like Dwayne Haskins. I don't think he's really that much better or better at all. Um, but they want to try it. They're going to they're gonna go forward with Allen for at least a couple of games, and we'll see. It's a tough matchup for him against a Rams defense, which has looked pretty good to start the year. Uh, I think the Rams are going to win this game. I don't see how Allen really makes a difference for Washington, but they just want to test it out. And I guess uh, Rivera, you know, he has confidence in him. He was – Kyle Allen played for the Panthers under Rivera last year, so I guess he just likes him. Yeah, I, I mean, Kyle Allen, he, he didn't even look that good last year, but I guess it's going to be a QB carousel for the football team. I hope the football team wins this game for the Seahawks' sake because I don't like the Rams, and they're trailing us in the division. They're 3-1. and one. So, yeah, I mean, Rams probably should win this game easily if, if since Kyle Allen's starting. Not much to talk about there. Next game might be an interesting game, the Battle of PA. Eagles at the Steelers. Steelers seven-point favorites at 1 p.m. I mean, the Eagles, they, they magically pulled out a win on that Sunday night against the 49ers. We were shocked. We thought the 49ers could kill them. I, I, I praised Mullins, and he was terrible. He threw a pick six. <laughs> we talked on Tuesday how bad <laughs> that team was. Well, whatever. I hope the 49ers lose. They're 2-2. Two and two. But the Steelers, they're 3-0. They haven't played in two weeks. They're fresh. They're ready. I mean, they're at home. They should probably win this game pretty easily. Eagles still have a banged-up team. They don't have much receivers. And the Steelers might have the best D in the NFL. So, yeah, I mean, it might be ugly for the Eagles and Carson Wentz since they really didn't even do that much against the 49ers defense, if you think about it. Wentz had under 200 yards. They really won that game because of the pick six. Their defense made a play. And that was against the third string or, or backup quarterback. Can they do that again against Ben Roethlisberger and Juju and these great receivers the Steelers have? Probably not. So, yeah, I think the Steelers should win pretty easily here. Yeah, I agree. They've had a long time off there. They're ready to get back on the field. You don't expect to have a bye week, you know, three weeks into the year. So no. I think they're, they've been excited to play. They, they finally get to go back out there. Uh, they look great. I mean, they haven't lost yet. They... Ben has looked, you know, just as good as he always has. Uh, people, I think, worried about him aging going into this year, and it really has not impacted him yet, uh, at least early to start. Steelers' offenses look decent. Otherwise, I mean, Juju, he had a, a nice breakout game uh, in the first week. James Conner, after some early struggles, he had, I think, back-to-back 100-yard games. So they seem to be clicking uh, when it comes to their offense, and obviously their defense is top-ranked. I think Carson Wentz and the Eagles – are going to struggle here uh, visiting Pittsburgh. So, yeah, I think the Steelers uh, win pretty handily here. I don't see uh, Wentz being able to win two games in a row. No. And funny thing is, Eagles are still ahead in the division. They win this game. That'd be a huge win for them. So, go Eagles, fly Eagles, fly. They're probably not going to win this game. Moving on to the next game, Panthers at the Falcons, 1 p.m. Eastern. The Falcons are favored by two. And this is going to be an interesting game because the Panthers are, are actually better than we thought they would be. This isn't Atlanta. I am going to go out and say the Falcons are going to win their first game of the week. Julio, he's questionable. I don't know if he's going to play. Really, he's questionable. I expect him to play. The Falcons are 0-4. They're coming at home. Um, they're going to want to win a game, and they're favored in this game. 
people believe they can actually beat the Panthers, and I think they should this week. I think they're going to finally play well and win their first game at the Georgia Dome. Ugh, I mean, I don't know. It's it's a division game, so I guess that's worth bringing up. But the Falcons, they just they just don't give me any reason to to pick them to win. I mean, they've looked horrible. They've been able to put up points, but they've blown the lead in two games. Their defense has been bad. I think Teddy Bridgewater and uh, a Panthers offense, which has looked good for two straight weeks. I mean, they dismantled what was the Cardinals defense, which has looked decent to start the year. I didn't expect the Cardinals to lose in that game. They put up, I think, 31 on them. So Teddy Bridgewater without Christian McCaffrey, you brought up that you thought that they were better without McCaffrey. Yeah, so maybe they'll Uh, win again. If they win again, it's becoming true. They don't need CMC. (laughs) Mike Davis can do his job. (laughs) Yeah, Mike Davis, he's Robbie Robbie Anderson leaving the Gase system and performing very well. I like the Panthers in this game. I'm going to disagree with you and say that they're going to demote the Falcons to 0-5. I think Dan Quinn's job is hanging by a thread. And I don't know if they have it, uh, enough to win this game. I mean, you mentioned Julio probably going to be out. Ridley probably will play, but we don't know. I mean, he dropped, uh, you know, zero stats last week. So we don't know, you know, what his availab- availability really is. Um, so, yeah, I think this Falcons team, their defense is just way too bad. Their offense is a little bit banged up. I like the Panthers. They played well, and I, I don't see any reason why they can't beat the Falcons. Yeah, I mean it's such a close line. I'm gonna go. I'm leaning Atlanta here. I think they're gonna show up and play well, especially if Julio and Ridley are both playing and healthy. It's gonna be a great day. Matt Ryan, Julio always kills the Panthers. This could be his coming out party if he plays. If he remember plays, that, yeah, remember when he had 300 yards on the on the Panthers a few years ago? That happens to them. So, Panthers got awful defense. Falcons should be able to put points. It's definitely gonna be a high scoring, close game. I'm oh, gonna yeah. go with Atlanta. I'm gonna go with we Atlanta here. If we didn't have the Vikings and the Seahawks, I would say that this would be the highest scoring game of the week. Yeah, definitely. All right, how about moving on the Jaguars and the Texans to another division game? Uh, Texans looking for their first win here. Noah, do you think they can finally, you know, they, they went through the, the beginning of the year, their really difficult schedule. They lost a tough game by eight to the Vikings last week. Uh, do they have enough this week to finally get their first win and be one and four? Yeah, I do. I think this is like my most confident pick of the week. I think the Texans are going to steamroll the Jags here. I think Bill O'Brien getting fired is going to ignite the fire in this team. They don't like him. Watson probably didn't like him. Fuller and Cooks, they have good enough receivers. The Jags, they're not a good team. Neither, I mean, the Texans haven't looked great this year. I think they're going to be able to put up 30-plus points here. They're at home. They're, they're sort of revived in this game. I think they easily cover the six points and win this game. For their first win, the firing coach narrative, Watson is going to go ham, and this offense is going to do really well. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the firing coach narrative uh, definitely helps them. I think that Watson really didn't like Bill O'Brien, and he didn't like the fact that he got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. So all Bill O'Brien did for this Texans team in the last year was give away their first-round draft picks and trade their best player. And obviously, he is now gone. So uh, I think they can uh, turn it around this week. It's funny that the Jaguars, they're one and three, and their only win was week one, a, a seven-point win against the Colts, which have looked so good uh, since that game. So That was a fluke game, lost, I guess, then. They lost a shootout to the Titans. They got blown out by the Dolphins on Thursday night, and they gave Burrow his first win last week. So it has been an interesting season for the Jaguars, their only win against a good team. 
but I don't think they can get it done against the winless Texans without yeah, their, Tex- their biggest their biggest handcuff, which has been their coach. Yeah, Texans are at home, so yeah, I think the Texans can win pretty easily. They're going to win their first game. So yeah, I think them and the Falcons are both going to win their first games this weekend. Very, very interesting how that lines up. But moving on to the next game, Raiders at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are 13-point favorites. That's huge, huge number. It's an arrowhead. They always have fans. I mean, the Raiders, I mean, they haven't looked good the last couple weeks. Um, their offense has been okay. I mean, Waller and Renfro, they've been solid pieces, but... I mean, that's a lot. That's a big spread. Uh, the Chiefs should win this game pretty easily. They start 4 0. They're the first team in NFL history to start 4 0 in four straight years, I believe. That was the stat. So the Chiefs, they should probably win this game pretty easily and be 5 0. I don't know who's going to cover Tyree Kill on this team. And Kelsey, yeah, there's not much to say. The Chiefs should win this game pretty easily. The big storyline of the week for Kansas City was. Patrick Mahomes and his interaction with Stefan Gilmore at the end of that Monday night game and Stefan Gilmore testing positive for COVID-19. Everybody was saying that trick now has Corona. So as of this point, it does not seem like he's tested positive. Uh, he will probably play. This game will probably be fine. Uh, if he does play, then yeah, I mean, I think they're going, they're going to destroy the Raiders. The Raiders, they sort of gave everybody hope. Uh, you know, if you're a Raiders fan, by beating the Saints on that Monday night game. They looked really good, and uh, the Saints without Michael Thomas looked really bad. But since then, they lost by 16 to the Patriots, and then Josh Allen uh, took them out last week. So it's been a tough couple of games for them. I mean, look at the start of the year. They played the Panthers, and you played the Saints, Pats, Bills, Chiefs all in a row. And those are probably, you know, these last three games are probably going to be losses. So, yeah, I don't see who stops the Chiefs. and I don't think the Raiders can. Yeah, I, I, the Raiders, they're, they're going downhill. Chiefs are going uphill. Not much to say. Chiefs are going to win. Another interest, another game that might be a blow, Dolphins going out west to travel against the Niners. Dolphins and Niners both coming off losses. This is in San Fran. Niners are eight and a half point favorites. Um, yeah, I mean, Fitz Magic, Fitz Tragic. We're probably going to get Fitz Tragic in this game against the 49ers defense. I know they lost pieces, but... I don't. The Niners should definitely be able to run the ball really well. But at, who's going to be start? Is is Beathard going to be their quarterback in this game? Uh, I think there's hope that Garoppolo will be back. Oh, okay. So if he plays and they're sort of back to a little full strength on offense, they should win this game easily. Debo Samuel, I know you're a fan of him. He should not be limited in this game. He was limited last week, but disappointing loss for the Niners last week against the Eagles. They're probably going to stay. They're still at home. They're probably going to steamroll the Dolphins here. The Dolphins are not that great of a team. But I want to know, when are we going to see Tua? Is Tua going to play anytime soon? Yeah, you know, I would have thought that around this time would have been, you know, perfect time for him to come in. I don't know what his injury status is. Uh, he has, he was banged up heading into the year. So I don't really know what's going on behind the scenes there when it comes to, you know, his ankles or anything. But Fitz and the Dolphins, I mean, they've looked good. They they played a competitive game against Seattle last week. So I think that they're, they're sort of just rolling with Fitz uh, maybe until the end of the year. I mean, his career definitely is not going to go on much longer. I think probably by the by week one next year, it will be fully to his team. But for the rest of this year, we are going to see Fitz, I think, for quite a while. As long as he continues to play well, he doesn't get hurt or anything. But as for this game, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I, I do think the 49ers are going to win, especially if they get Garoppolo back and they get Moster in the backfield again. 
Um, they sort of just only grow more talented on offense. Their defense, I mean, it's been banged up every game, but we always say that, and it seems to perform, you know, you know, just fine. And I know they lost to the Eagles last week, but I think they'll look to to sort of turn it around, especially when you got the Dolphins coming in at home. I think they can get it done. They're favored by eight and a half. Maybe that's a little bit too much, but I do like them to win. Yeah, 49ers should win pretty easily. Can the Giants, well, can they actually win a game? Uh, they're fit going to no. Dallas. Dallas no, is 10-point favorites. I mean, the Cowboys, their defenses looked atrocious. Maybe Danny Dimes has a good game and slain Evan Ingram, but I think the Giants can put up some points. I mean, they've put up nine points in three straight games, and now they face the worst defense in the NFL. <laughs> Cowboys should win this game pretty easily, though. Uh, the Cowboys coming off some losses. They're 1-3. and three. The division is still in sight at 1-3, one and, one and three, so they should be able to win this game. Yeah, I wish the Vikings played in this division. I mean, they would be pretty much the favorite, the, the favorite to win it if if they were here. Um, yeah, weird year for both the the Cowboys and the Giants. The Giants losing their most talented player, you know, that definitely does not help you. I think the hope for this year was that the offense was going to be the bright spot and that their defense was going to be pretty bad. I think that's what most people expected. It's been the opposite. The Giants' defense has held teams to, you know, whatever, 17 points the past few games. They've been competitive. It's been close. The offense just can't score a touchdown. And, yeah, they they just have been completely shut down when it comes to Jones and the receivers. They can't seem to put anything together. Their drives are slow. They punt all the time. And the Cowboys, it's been the complete opposite. They just cannot stop anyone. uh, But they score every time they touch the ball. So, it's going to be basically come down to the pace of the game. If the Cowboys come out and they score three touchdowns on their first three drives, uh, you know, that it's over. You know, the game ends right there. But if the Giants can sort of dictate the pace and take it slow and limit the Cowboys' offense, they will stand a chance. I mean, that's what they've done in their past couple of games. It's been close in the fourth quarter for them. It's not like they've just completely surrendered in the first minute. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Giants-Cowboys is usually competitive. It's obviously a division matchup. But I do think the Cowboys will get it done. They've looked really good on offense. If they're going to straighten out their defense, it's going to be this game against the league's worst offense in the Giants. And uh, my MVP pick, Dak, you know, he had 500 yards last week. He can definitely put up some numbers, whether they're empty or not. Uh, I think they could definitely mean something here. And uh, they pretty much have to win. They have to beat a winless team in the Giants. And they could take the division lead after this game, which would be pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, Dak, he, what does he have, like 1,500 yards already? He gets like 500 16. yards in the game. He has a lot of yards, and he's, it's not going to stop against the Giants unless they're up a lot, and which the spread indicates, which will just hand to Zeke and Pollard over and over again to end the game. But, you know, I think it'll be Good. a decent game. The Giants are, you know, I think they'll get up for this game. It's a division game. They're going to want to strain out the offense. I think, I think they put pretty up. A decent performance but they're gonna lose and amari cooper shout out to him the number one fantasy wide receiver for me and he's gonna torch whoever is in the secondary for the giants this week <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's been you're great judge you're you're coming to your team and saying that you can win the division this week which is something that should motivate you if you're a player i mean you have no wins and you're saying you know we're right there competitive with, with all the other teams uh, I think that's worthwhile, you know, coming to play and, and playing hard. They're, they're, they're not out of the season yet. So, I don't know. Maybe no. they can uh, surprise people. 
Yeah, definitely. Another game that's going to be very interesting because there's some injuries in this game. Darius Leonard is ruled out. And their left tackle, Costanzo, is ruled out for the Colts. They are going to Cleveland, the 3-1 Browns. The Browns, can they get it done to be 4-1? I, don't, I really don't know who's going to win this game. I picked the Browns the last week to win. And with the injury to Leonard, and I think it's going to be a close game. I mean, Chubb's out for the Browns, but the Browns are riding high. I'm going to pick them to win this game at home. I think they're going to win. And be 4-1, the Cleveland Browns might be back. They might end up making the playoffs this year. <laughs> I like their team. I think they're going to beat the Colts. I think... Colts defense is good, but I mean, the Browns offense is really good. I think the Browns are going to have just enough points in this game to win. I believe in the Browns offense more than the Colts offense in this game. So go Cleveland. This is a tough call because Nick Chubb is out. It does change a little bit about what the Browns want to do on offense. You don't sort of have the one-two punch that you had uh, with Chubb and Hunt, both being fresh each, each time they touch the ball, you know, getting enough time to rest and everything. Baker, I mean, he looked terrible in week one. He's looked okay since then. He has not been outstanding. It's really been their run game. And you look at the touchdowns that they scored last week. One of them was a long run by Odell uh, off a, off like a jet sweep or whatever. And one was the Jarvis Landry passing touchdown. So in terms of what Baker's been able to do, uh, it has not been great, especially compared to, you know, you look at their offensive production and you would say that it's really good, but their starting quarterback has not been the one to get them their points. Uh, that being said, the Colts offense, you could sort of say the same thing about them. Phil Rivers has looked pretty terrible. He definitely looks old and sort of washed at this point. Uh, but when it comes to them, the, they're a defensive team. They have the best, uh, I guess they do have the best defense by stats up to this point, and they definitely can shut down a Rams team, uh, not a Rams team, a Rams. Browns team <laughs> where you know that they're going to run the football and you know that Baker can't really hurt you or at least he has not through these first couple of games. So I think this is going to be low scoring. Uh, yeah, I agree. Pretty slow paced. I'm going to pick the Colts. Uh, I, I didn't like them coming into the year. I think defense definitely is going to be more important here in this game. And they definitely have the defense to get it done. And the Colts, I'm not, I keep saying the wrong team. The Browns, Browns. They, even though they scored 50 points last week, they got torched by the, the Cowboys offense. CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, as you already mentioned, they blew them up, uh, You know, blew up their secondary. So if we're going to see Phillip Rivers have a good game, uh, it should be this game. And uh, I think that combined with, combined with the Colts defense, I think the Colts are going to be able to get it done. They're favored in this game on the road. So. Yeah, I think it's this is this game is going to be a classic twenty-four to twenty-one type game. Both teams, their identity is to run the ball, and and play pretty decent defense. And I mean Baker, I mean their ta- their team is so good. I mean he doesn't have to be the best quarterback in the world to, for them to win games. What he's shown so far, I think he's good enough. And I rather I rather trust him over the washed up Phil Rivers. It's going to be a tough game to score points, though. Both teams are going to go, are great against the run, and but they both want to run a lot. So I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be whoever adjusts in the passing game, whoever makes the bigger plays. And I just think the Browns have more playmakers with Odell and Jarvis. I think they're finally getting that chemistry together with Baker. I think they're going to win this game barely. So I'm picking the Browns at home. They are allowed to have fans at this game, too, so maybe it would impact it, but... Yeah, I think Cleveland is going to be four and one, and Coward's going to be like, "Holy shit, Baker, is he actually good?" Like they're four and one. Am I wrong I on the Browns? 
He's going to say the same thing I said, which their form without Baker being very good. Yeah, that, that could be true. But if he does have a good game, changes the narrative. So, yeah, go Browns. I think they're going to win this game. In the Sunday night game, the game we're looking forward to, of course, the rivalry. Come on, let's skip it. Let's do it last. Okay, let's do it last. Um, Patriots-Broncos on Monday night. I, I completely forgot this game existed, to be honest, on the slate, but we're going to have to talk about it. Is Cam going to play? I, I know Gilmore tested positive. I don't think so. This game is in Foxborough. It's going mean, to be Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer versus again, who knows? Rippin Is Rippin going to play? I mean, this is going to be think, a horrendous game. Yeah, it's 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 a five o'clock on Monday night. It's gonna be, oof, it's gonna be about third string quarterbacks. This game, the both defenses are great. Pretty boring game. I'm not gonna really watch. How about you? It's a five o'clock on yeah, Monday. Weird time. I'm not gonna very care. Boring. I, I think if the Yankees uh, are to win today, I think their first game is gonna be on Monday. So I'm gonna be locked into that. Yeah, I think I'd rather watch that too. Um, yeah, I mean, Patriots should win this game pretty easily. I just trust them more. I trust their defense more. And Bill, Belichick, they're at home. Yeah, Broncos, they're going to struggle in this game. They're really going to struggle. So there's that. All right, let's talk about maybe a more exciting game here. The Bills at the Titans. The Titans have been getting canceled every single week. But they're going to be playing on Tuesday. And um, this is the battle of undefeated teams. I don't know who's going to win this game. This game's in Tennessee, I believe. Should be an interesting game. Um, I'm going to go with the Bills here. I think the Bills are the better team. They have the better quarterback on Josh Allen. They're going to make enough plays to win this game. I like I like their team overall more. They're in. It's at Tennessee, though. That could maybe change some things. But Bills offense riding high. So let's keep going with them. They're going to be 5 and heading into week six against Kansas City, the big matchup. Yeah, that was going to be on Thursday night, and they had to push it back, which is kind of kind of makes me sad. We were finally going to get a nice Thursday night game, and uh, now, I mean, I don't think, I don't know if they rescheduled anything yet, so we'll see what ends up replacing it. But yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills as well. Uh, I think the whole league kind of hates the Titans right now. It's going to be, you know, they're going to be motivated to beat them. Uh, and Josh Allen has looked like a top five quarterback this year. You know, whether you you think it's true or not, with true talent. Uh, the stats don't lie, and he's had, you know, a lot of multi-touchdown games. His rushing ability definitely has not gotten any worse. And Stefan Diggs, their weapons—they've looked great. So I'm definitely going to pick the Bills. The Titans—they looked good as well, but they barely got out alive against the Vikings. I wish the Vikings won that game. Uh, they have not played together for a while. They've been sort of dealing with Corona and everything. Uh, and I think teams just don't like them. I think they're going to be motivated taking them down and i think the bills are talented enough to just to win that game yeah i think they're a better team they played every week really well i don't i don't see how it changes bill should win that game i don't even have a line for that i don't even know what that's going to be but i expect the titans to be favored by a few points since they're at home and they're also undefeated team but we're both in agreement that buffalo is going to win Let's talk about the Monday. Uh, let's go back a day, actually, since that game's happening on Tuesday. <laughs> Monday night, Saints at the Chargers. Justin Herbert, um, I thought he got disrespected by the ESPN list. Uh, I think he was like seventh or something, seventh or eighth on the rookie ladder. I think he's a top three rookie. I think he really has rejuvenated this Chargers offense. Keenan Allen has looked really great. I know Eckler is going to miss some time. They have Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson still there in the backfield. Hunt Henry has looked good. But yeah, Herbert's had like 300 yards in almost every game. He's running the ball. 
they, maybe they should have been the Bucks last week. They should have definitely been the Chiefs in his his uh, his surprise start. But I mean, it, it, good luck for the future for the Chargers. But they're going to New Orleans. New Orleans is prior to get Michael Thomas back. Saints' offense looked amazing last week against the Lions. I, I think the Saints kind of blow this team out. I mean, the Saints' D is also good. They're going to get most of their players back. Herbert's good, but I don't know how he can go into Louisiana and win this game. I really wanted to pick the Chargers to win. I, I like Herbert a lot. I uh, His highlights, I watched a couple of them so far, and he looks really good. I mean, when he throws a deep ball, it is a beautiful thing to watch, and Anthony Little named him as the starter going forward, so that's definitely a vote of confidence from your head coach uh, naming you the starter, and I think he's going to be motivated to go in. I mean, he went up against Tom Brady last week, and he played really well, and it looked like that they were going to win that game if it wasn't for their poor defense. They sort of got lit up by Brady throwing five touchdowns, and now he has to go in and go up against Drew Brees, so playing against you know the two greatest quarterbacks left in the NFL on back-to-back weeks, but like you mentioned, the Saints, they're going to get Michael Thomas back. Their offense is sort of going to be back to, to full strength. I like them to win in this game. They, they're, they're at home. Uh, it's in prime time. We're going to see Herbert uh, you know, in a big game, a big-time matchup. So, yeah, with Michael Thomas back, I do like the Saints to get it done at home. Yeah, Saints, they're, they were your Super Bowl pick, right, to win? They're sort of figuring no, it out Ra- now. Ravens, Ravens oh. were my pick to win. Saints, well, I picked them to make it. Yeah, that, so they're figuring it out, the Saints. Chargers, it's fun watching Herbert play in, in the entire Chargers offense. I hope they do well on Monday night. They're going to they're gonna come up short, though. All right, drum roll, please. The Sunday night game, the rivalry between us and the show. You're a Vikings fan. I'm a Seahawks fan. Sunday night football, H20. The Seahawks are a touchdown favorite. It's in Seattle. The Vikings always go into Seattle and, and lay an egg and lose. Will that happen again this year? What do you think? I need your thoughts first, Will. Well, yes, it is the, the most anticipated matchup between our favorite teams. The line minus seven for Seattle. I mean, it's hard to argue with the Vikings. They are a one and three team. I mean, there's no way to, to get around that. And the Seahawks have not lost. So it is definitely a tall task for, for a Minnesota defense, which has not looked good going up against the MVP favorite in Russell Wilson, who has been cooking to say the least. I think he sort of, he, he opened up his restaurant and he, he's invited every, every defense <laughs> and he's cooked all of them up to this point. So I, I guess I sort of have to logically pick the Seahawks to win at home. Yeah. Uh, no fans definitely does make a difference, especially when, uh, you, know, you know, Seattle always is a difficult place to play. Uh, that's part of the reason why I hate it so much every year. We never get a home game against the Seahawks, but this game, you know, it's the closest it will get uh, besides actually being at home. I don't know. Obviously, rooting for the Vikings. They looked really good last week. Their offense, Dalvin Cook, has looked like the best running back in the league. I mean, Alvin Kamara, definitely probably more talented. I mean, he's an excellent receiver as well. But in terms of purely rushing the football, Dalvin Cook is the best running back this year. Uh, So he is going to go against the Seattle defense, which has looked also really bad. Um, And Kirk, he has two weapons out there with Justin Jefferson, who was ranked number two on that ESPN rookie list. And Adam Thielen, who is, of course, great. He had an excellent game last week. So those weapons are going to be dominant in this game, I think. Uh, Kirk, it's primetime Kirk. So 
Uh, I don't really think that that actually matters that much, but people like to hate on him for it. Uh, I guess logically I'll pick the Seahawks, but if the Vikings win, I'm not going to be like, wow, that was so surprising that they won. I think they have the talent to win. I, I think if they can get to Wilson and sort of make him look uncomfortable, force them to go slow and run the football a lot, uh, they have a chance. But again, their defense has been pretty terrible. So I don't know. I, I just don't know if they have enough to really get over the hump. Yeah, I mean, I think the Seahawks should win this game. They, Russell Wilson's never lost to the Vikings in his career, fun fact. And if they win this game, they're 5-0 and heading into their bye week, so that's great for them. Um, Dalvin Cook, you mentioned he has been the best running back this year, but the Seahawks have been really good against the run this year. So I think Dalvin Cook is going to be a non-factor in this game. I think it's going to be more through the air for the Vikings, Jefferson, and Thielen. I think both teams are going to score close to 30 points. It's going to be a shootout game. Um especially with Jamal not out. I mean, Seahawks have some injuries on defense. I don't know who's going to cover Thielen, really, or, or Jefferson. I don't know who's going to cover DK or Lockett on the other side for the Vikings. It's going to be – DK is going to get deep. He's going to get behind the secondary a lot in this game. I expect him to. And Russell Wilson, I mean, he's just the better quarterback. They're at home. They want, to, they want to keep winning. They want to keep it rolling. I think he's going to throw like three or four touchdowns in this game, and the Seahawks are going to pull one out. Against your Vikings like they usually do, they're going to pull one out here and win the game. Vikings are the underdogs in this game. Sometimes sometimes that's what you need to motivate you. Maybe the Seahawks come in and they don't take a, a one-and-three team as serious as they might have to, and uh, we can get lucky there. So we'll see. Sunday night, it is going to be a fun game, I think. Yeah, definitely going to be a very good Sunday night game. A lot of points being scored. It was funny, Chris texted me a few days ago. Uh, Chris, who's on the show once in a while, he said... Why would they put the Seahawks and Vikings on Sunday night? He said the Seahawks are going to blow. <laughs> he said they're going to blow them out. I'm like, really? You think that's going to happen? Because it's us. We get the primetime game at least once they, every year. He he was like, the Vikings are terrible. They're going to lose by like two touchdowns to the Seahawks. I'm like, I mean, I don't know if that's going to happen. I think the Vikings are better than the record indicates. I know you agree with that. I mean, I think they're better than a one-three team. They're better than the Cowboys and Eagles. What I've seen from those teams so far, they're definitely better than those teams. So. Just tough, and yeah. What did you think of the Bears actually winning against Brady and the Bucks last night? The the Bears are four and one. They are the, uh, the second best team in the North with Foles. I know the that was a complete choke by Brady. I mean, what did he pass on four on third down or on fourth down? Like it was third down. He thought he had an yeah, extra he down to go. Yeah, he lost. Yeah, so I mean, that's just a stupid mistake by a guy who's obviously the greatest QB. So. I don't know. Funny. I mean, Nick Foles gets the best of Brady once again. Uh, maybe the Bears aren't so fraudulent. I don't know. I think they, I mean, I think I can make an argument that the Vikings are better than them, even though their record is pretty much the complete opposite. Now, moving on to our weekly locks. We, pre- we just previewed every game. So let's talk about our locks. Well, I'll start off with you since you're on a sixth streak. Wow, you're six, six and the last two weeks. That's right. I, do still- not, I have not lost. So give me your three picks. Time. All right, well, my first pick, uh, it is going to be the Rams, seven and a half point favorites against Washington. I don't see how Kyle Allen improves this team necessarily at all. I think they're going to look stagnant. It's his first start of the year. It's going to be difficult for him to sort of uh, get the chemistry going with his teammates. And the Rams, you know, they they have performed well. Goff has looked good. Uh, They came off uh, a pretty decent win against the Giants last week. So they get to continue to play against the NFC East. They get lucky. They get that matchup. 
So I do think that they are going to be able to win. I know it's a big spread. Last week I picked, I think, all you know, three eight-point spreads. That's sort of just how the, the week, week went. But this this week we have you know Saints plus eight or minus eight, Seahawks minus seven, Cowboys minus ten, Chiefs minus thirteen, Forty Nine ers minus eight and a half. I feel like two weeks ago we saw the Colts minus thirteen and a half against the Jets, and we're, it was minus ten and a half, even less. And we were like, "That's a huge spread." I feel like there's like we're getting six scared or seven games this yeah. week that are that huge. So some of the underdogs uh, are going to win. I don't know who I actually think the football team has a chance to win, maybe not win, but they could cover, but I don't know. One of these teams is going to win. There are 10 point underdogs. And I don't know who it is. Yeah. Well, I'm going with the Rams uh, seven and a half. I'm going to go with the Bengals plus 13 and a half against the Ravens. I talked about it uh, way before we were discussing this game. Uh, I just don't see how they lose by two touchdowns. I don't know if the Ravens offenses look good enough to blow out the Bengals and Burrow, he's coming off his first win. He's confident now, definitely after being able to take down the Jags. So I don't know if they're going to be going to be able to get this, uh, get this win in Baltimore, but I could see them definitely covering a 13 and a half point spread. And my final game is going to be the Cardinals visiting the Jets. So here we go. I return to a Jets game to pick the other team and it's Joe Flacco, uh, leading the Jets offense. They've already looked terrible. They're going to c- continue to look worse. So uh, I think the Cardinals can finally get another win and sort of turn the the corner here. They've looked kind of bad. Kyler's looked kind of bad recently. But if you need a get-right game, you know, prescribe the Jets. And I think they sort of get lucky <laughs> here. They are going to win by more than seven. Yeah, I was going to pick the Jets as one of my picks, the Cardinals side. You know that was kind of lame. I don't want to keep doing that. <laughs> it's a free I'm here win. To win. I don't need to be. I don't. I don't need to be exciting. I need to go nine and zero. That's what I need. That's true. I'm going with the Saints minus eight. I just have a weird feeling the Saints are going to blow them out Monday night. Maybe Herbert. I mean, he's good. I think it's going to come crashing down this week, and especially with Michael Thomas back, and that offense is going to be fully healthy. I think the Saints win by two touchdowns against the Chargers. So that's why I think they cover by eight. That's my third pick. My second pick is the Falcons, minus two at home. I mentioned earlier, I think they're going to win their first game, and I think they're going to play well enough to barely win the game and cover. So I like them. And my number one game, the Texans, the firing the coach narrative, I think they're going to win by more than a touchdown against the Jags. Watson, he's played well every game this year pretty much. I mean, with with or without Bill O'Brien, he's a good quarterback, and this offense can put up some points. It's the Jags. They're not a good team. The Bengals just put up 30-something on the Jags. David Johnson could even have a good game against the Jags, as we saw. Joe Mixon ran for like 150 yards last week. So, yeah, I think the Texans easily win. So those are my three picks, the Saints, Falcons, and the Texans. I'm trusting Deshaun Watson, the fired coach narrative. Falcons and Texans are both going to pick up their first wins of the season. Book it. All right. Well, I will hopefully will continue to close the gap on you. It has been, uh, I think you've gone two and one the past two weeks and I have been perfect. So I need that trend to continue. All right. Well, we're going to close the show with our fantasy features, uh, just as we do every Friday. And I will go first. My first feature, I had to pick somebody from the Seahawks and Vikings game. And because Chris Carson, Dalvin Cook, DK Metcalf, Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett, these players are all too good to really be a feature. So who does that leave? I mean, that leaves the quarterbacks and that leaves the guy I'm going to pick Justin Jefferson. Uh, and I just, 
think he is not Irv Smith. For, <laughs> not Irv <Irv's> or <laughs> Kyle no. Rudolph. No, I am not going to pick a backup tight end or, or any of those tight ends, but okay. I think Justin Jefferson is locked in for a third straight 100-plus yard game. I just don't see how uh, they move the ball down the field without getting him the ball you know, at least four or five times. And the Seattle defense just gets torched by pretty much every receiving core thus far this year. They get lit up by Atlanta, by Miami, by, by sort of every, every team they go up against. So why not Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and the Vikings receiving core? Uh, and really, Jefferson has, has turned the tie for the season in terms of his usage. I mean, I drafted him in fantasy. I let him go too early uh, because I just needed the help on my bench. But if you're fortunate enough to to have Jefferson at this point, uh, you're definitely striking gold because he is the number two there uh, in terms of passing weapons. And they need him to have a successful offense. So he will continue to be uh, a pretty high-volume player going forward. And just as we said, it's going to be one of the highest-scoring games of the week. So I think all the fantasy options here are obviously must-starts. And if I'm going to feature somebody that you might not necessarily put in your lineup, it's going to be Justin Jefferson. I think he definitely has to be going forward this week. So, Noah, how about your fantasy feature? I like the, I like the Jefferson pick. I think he's still under people, still under the radar for a lot of people's fantasy teams. So, I like that. I'm going with Evan Ingram. He hasn't played the Giants' offense as a whole has not been good at all <laughs> through the first four weeks. He had seven catches last week. Ingram. I mean, the Cowboys, they just they can't cover anyone. And if you think the Giants can make this game close, I mean, the Giants are eventually going to get points, garbage time or not. I think Evan Ingram is going to have his coming out party. I think he's going to have 100 yards maybe in a touchdown this week. Wow. Jones, Jones likes throwing him. I think Evan Ingram is going to have a really good game. I think it's going to be his, his best week of the season so far. So he's my feature. I think he's flying under the radar as a tight end. I mean, he has the talent. And I think if Jones puts together a decent game, game he should have a decent game he could have a touchdown and easily 9200 yards this game especially if they're going to be down a lot like the spread indicates they're going to be throwing a lot and Evan Ingram you know he could get those garbage time points yeah I mean Austin Hooper had a touchdown last week Greg Olson went for over 60 yards against the Cowboys Hayden Hurst Hayden actually Hurst, played well Hayden yeah. Hurst had his best game of the year 72 yards and a touchdown so the tight ends along with every passing option against the Cowboys have done very well so uh yeah i think that's definitely yeah. if evan ingram is going to finally have a good game uh it should be this game yeah they're getting they're, they're, they got to get him involved more in the offense he's great so yeah let's go with evan ingram as the, my feature all right well for every feature there is a flop and my flop for this week is going to be josh kelly uh, the rookie for the la chargers no People it's are san diego to fill in all the city changes are definitely hard to remember but um people expect him to fill in for Eckler in this game uh for for the next you know however many games it's gonna be a long time for him being out and uh it's a it's a tough first game to really get a start going up against the Saints defense which has uh, been you know pretty decent at least uh, against the running back position this year uh and he performed has performed poorly in back-to-back games, he was pretty bad against the Panthers' defense, and he only had five points in that game. And then when, after Eckler went down, he had nine carries for seven yards. Uh, that, that is yeah. last week's game against Tampa Bay. So uh, it's been tough for him uh, over the last couple of weeks. He has to deal with now uh, Justin Jackson. He is going to be 
in the mix now with Eckler gone. So uh, I think it really could be uh, either person's backfield for a little while. You know, whoever performs the best will sort of continue to dominate the touches and the trend for Kelly has not looked good. So we'll see what he can get going. But against the Saints, it's going to be hard. And that's why he's going to be my flop uh, for this week. Yeah, that's good. I, I think the Chargers get killed in this game. So yeah, Saints, yeah, they're going to have a tough time running the ball with the Chargers. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a bad game. That's why the Saints minus eight is one of my locks of the week. I think they just show up on Monday night and crush the Chargers. My flop is Jared Goff. I know the Rams are one of your locks, but I don't think he, it's going to be. I don't think Goff's going to have that great of a game. Uh, I, I failed at picking the quarterback last week to have a flop in Brady, but Jared Goff is not the GOAT, and he's going into the Washington football team. I think the football team covers, and they have a decent chance of winning this game. So I think. I think the pressure is going to be, they're going to chase Young and all those guys are going to get to golf a lot. Even if, if the Rams win, it's going to be an ugly close game. I just, I just don't think golf's going to have like 300 yards and three touchdowns. I think he's going to have like 230 yards and an interception, maybe a touchdown. He gets sacked a few times. I think Ron Rivera, he's the great defensive coach. I think the football team shows up and plays pretty well. I think they play pretty competitively, even with Kyle Allen. So I'm going with Jared Goff. He's going to be my flop of the week. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I obviously I picked the Rams to be one of my locks, so I think uh, we're on different sides. Washington defense, Washington defense has not been you know that great over the past couple of weeks. So I don't know the Rams offense. I mean, they have a lot of weapons, so I think golf can can perform well enough to not be a flop. And that's come to the close of our show. Thank you for listening to the Bonafide Scrubs podcast. 100 weighted, uh, 100 ratings. Woohoo! Please rate and review the show. Get us to a thousand one day. And you can also follow us on social media on Instagram at the Bonafide Scrubs. We post content each and every day from the show. We're on Twitter at Bonafide Scrubs. We like tweeting a lot. We like we don't like tweeting to nobody, so follow us there. Will, any last words? Uh, hopefully by the time you're listening to this, the Yankees have won. Hopefully the Vikings win. I mean it's been I, I got my fantasy team has to win. I'm playing you this week, so I don't yeah, know that's gonna be, be your your team is outrageously projected a lot of points. <laughs> if you don't win, that'd be kind of sad for you. It, it, this week could be amazing for me, or it could be very miserable. So we'll see what happens. I'm gonna say go Rays, go Seahawks. Peace. Wow. See.